have finally got gotten around to um, this project that a few people now have told me that I would never actually be able to even start, let alone complete. Oh, yeah. Which is, I have saved every vape that I've ever bought, as oh far God. as I know, yeah. with the intention of getting the batteries out of them so I can actually chuck them out properly. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I pulled a vape battery out. It took about two minutes. I reckon okay. I can get down to like thirty seconds I per vape. Yeah. Smash them all out and yeah. then recycle my shit uh-huh. properly, uh-huh. which feels just like the equivalent of like putting your cigarette butt in a bin instead of like chucking it at the road. Totally, which feels pretty good. Don't get me wrong, but the ch- throwing a vape <laughs> at the road feels like just a oh, thousand <laughs> times worse. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So like the woman I buy my vapes off, she's actually gotten super sus on throwing the packaging out. What? Oh, you're like. Can you check this out for me? Well, she insists. So someone like, it's, you oh, know, I took you there. Shit. It's that fucking cool, dusty ass, like, you know, the one where they live in the back, like the yeah. husband and wife. Yeah. And uh, someone chucked like their vape fucking box on the ground. Yeah. And like someone got a, like a complaint. I think she got like a visit from the cops. So now she like keeps the vapes in the back. And when you buy a vape off her, yeah. she takes the box, you know, unwraps wow. it for you and gives you just the wow. vessel. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, these things are like, like become, so like someone went out to the country recently and said that they tried to buy a vape and the guy like fucking told them off. I was like, vapes are illegal, dude. Like, it's true. (laughs) It's true. I tried to buy a fucking vape in Mullumbimby and you know what I had to do? I had to fucking get my like young cousin's mate, Kale, to like source them illegally. (laughs) (laughs) That's ridiculous. And then I accidentally created a rift in their relationship because Kale like wanted to hang out with my cousin. And then, like, it, he felt like he was just being used for his vape. True, yeah. He was he's really moving behind the, the scenes, <laughs> fucking pulling all the strings. That's pretty funny. <laughs> no, this, they are hard to yeah. get, man. I fucking yeah. went, like, you know, far and wide in Mullumbimby looking for one. And yeah. It's no go. I had to buy a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you fucking that's go. what I'm afraid of happening. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Agenda, which sure. is um, we've uh, we found this Sydney Morning Herald article about yeah. um, like art, and and I guess maybe we want to keep coming back to articles in the mm. future. Mm. Um, but the headline of this one is kind of perfect for us. It says, "Would you pay twenty three thousand dollars for an invisible piece of art?" Yes, by Caroline Zelinsky. Uh, again, it says here, news last week that an Italian artist sold an air quotes immaterial sculpture one that doesn't physically exist for 15,000 euros caused a very real stir. Uh, in an artist statement, 67-year-old Salvatore Garau said of his sculpture titled I Am that, quote, vacuum is nothing more than a space full of energy and even if we empty it and there is nothing left, according to the Heisenberg uncertainty principle, that nothing has a weight. Therefore, it has energy that is condensed and transformed into particles, that is, into us. Uh, okay, <laughs> make of that paragraph. make of that what you will. That was a hard paragraph to read anyway. Yeah. I reckon he wrote that down. He didn't just say it out loud. <laughs> I reckon that guy could have just said that. <laughs> yeah, and look like at him. A, a dude. Maybe he's good. Maybe Italian he could, artist yeah. in like a nice grey suit. True. And he's standing in front of what looks like a massive grey like, abex. Canvas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He looks uh, like very much like I am a fucking. It's what you think of. True, true. Like artist, yeah, true. European very serious European artist. Fucking fifty-five years old. Totally, 16. yeah. 
uh, it goes on to the average person, to the average person, yeah. to the normal <laughs> civilians, a sculpture, to the civvies, <laughs> a sculpture made of air may sound ludicrous, yet to the artistic community, <laughs> and especially within the contemporary art scene, ooh, the notion of air and its all-encompassing yet immaterial nature has long held a fascination. Okay, it's a ridiculous paragraph. It's completely, like, stupid. Yeah. But, like... I want to be and am in that second camp. Yeah. <laughs> you know what too. I mean? Like, Me too, I yeah. think it is. Like, I, I, unfortunately, yeah, I agree. I, <laughs> I like, I, I mean, I've long ago decided that, like, if anyone asks me whether something is art or music or not, I pretty much, like, yeah. I've kind of just painted myself into a corner where I have mm. to admit that it is. Yes. And, like, yeah, I agree this is art. And, like, yeah, sure, we can get into the value in a sec. But, like, yeah. I wanted to talk... I kind of think we're, like, we're sort of bringing this stuff up as a way to talk about how art is reported on as well. Like, um, and, like, yeah, it's it's definitely got, like, some sort of sniffs of, like, there's a little bit of a smell of, like, you know, like these kind of strata of like qualifications mm. like who's an artist who's allowed to think this is art yeah, like yeah. who's gonna get pissed off like yeah. you know a- about this being a thing it's funny though right because like if the someone who wasn't interested in art like to use the language of this article yeah. an average person mm-hmm. so like I think it's funny in the way that it's like really divisive it's like to the average person mm-hmm. and then people that like contemporary art mm-hmm. like on two sides of this divide mm. um, like the punter reading this that thinks and this headline is definitely meant to get those people to read this article. Absolutely, like, yeah. It's meant to outrage you. True. Um, this is written for the average person, not it, the... Uh, exactly. Especially within the contemporary art scene. Yeah, people. and I think yeah. the, the average person or whatever reading this, the person that thinks it's dumb to whatever, the idea that you could sell a nothing for 20 grand, mm. um, would feel quite, like, vindicated by this article. Or, like, would, they would want to be the average person. In this article. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, sure. That's kind of interesting. They could, like, the two different communities could totally read it and get the, bring home their own goals from it. Like, yeah, fucking Scott, a goal on those fucking normies. Exactly. You share it. Like, look how dumb this is. And then the artists are like, look, we're not the average person. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. Um, the the concept of buying and selling air, she points out, is also a part of Australia's national identity. We sell our clean air to tourists and progressive prospective migrants. Uh, quote, people will migrate with their whole family and give the quality of the atmosphere as the reason for leaving their homes. Yeah. That's bullshit, dude. Who says that? No one says that. No, well, they won't, like... <laughs> well, like, in a sense, right? If you're coming from fucking, um... Oh, they're like, China, you come from, like, Syria or whatever, yeah, like... what's the fucking one in China that's super smoggy? Um, Beijing. Yeah, is it, like, mega smoggy? Oh, that is true. Yeah, yeah right? True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would at least buy you know it. What? Yeah. That's what they're selling yeah. on, like, maybe that doesn't happen so yeah. much now, but, like, yeah. like those fucking Aussie Qantas ads. Yeah. That's what it brought to mind. Okay, like, I, take, I take some of that back. Like, yeah. that's, that's fine. Like, dude, it's, it, it makes me think about that, like, the middle of the, the sort of big lockdown that we had in Sydney yeah. was, like, one of the things I noticed after a while was, like, how clean the air got. Sure. And it was, like, the only thing that I was willing to get, like, a bit, like, soppy about, mm. talking about, like, the nature is healing aspect yes. of the thing. Like, <laughs> everything else I was, like, fucking, 
um, sarcastic about. Like, yes. you know, I was like, um, like, you know, skater boys out in the street. I was like, nature is healing, you know. True. And like parking officers come back and I was like, nature is healing. <laughs> but yeah, dude, the air really got me. I was like, whoa, it's like this mm. King Street. It's so quiet tonight. Yeah. And like yeah, yeah. the air just smells like the forest. You know what I mean? I yeah. was like, damn, what the fuck? Like yeah. it felt like a proper like vintage trip, you know, mm. like I'm in 19 fucking 10 before yeah. engines were cool. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, that was one like very um, sort of interesting thing. It's funny how like um, air quality is just this like it, you know unless you live in Beijing it's kind of an invisible thing but yes. yeah you really you really do notice it yeah I guess like what maybe why you like saw this as bullshit or maybe my take on that is that it feels like a bit of a far fetched like piece of analysis you're like where is this coming from or yeah. like are we really like selling air like that like you're like that doesn't really happen but yes one of the things that's like you know just the fact that you recalled that memory and you went there you know this uh, professor has like a, a take mm-hmm. and it kind of prompted you to start thinking about like yourself in the world. Yeah. That is like the meat of conceptual art for people that love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely. almost like, um, yeah, absolutely. It's like you're dealing in ideas like, you yeah. Know? And then yeah, for me, sure. like I've always loved that. Like yeah. I've, I've super loved this sense of like that only conceptual art can do. Yeah. It gets to play outside of the rules of like material reality and just kind yeah. of like dance freely and be absurd yep. and if you are I don't know if you fucking lean that way and mm. you like to get kind of flighty with your thoughts mm. and your words yep. conceptual art has always you know given me a place to I don't know um, realise that in a in you know a bunch of different ways absolutely yeah that's yeah and that's what this uh, that's what she's doing there. She's like, okay, this this fucking Italian artist made it a piece of art mm. and now like what is that making me think about? And then from her context as like an Australian, I guess, yeah. she's talking about like Australian identity or like, yeah. you know, sure. immigration. Yeah. Which sure. are, you know, that's like where she took it or whatever. And yeah. you could probably take it a thousand different ways. Yeah. But like the fact that, you know, this conversation or she's even potentially like, you know, doing some kind of critique. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. yeah I should, All right. Jeez, you, you got me. I take it back. I'm sorry. No. Well, like you know, I think <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's one of the fucking sexy things about conceptual art. Totally. Yeah. That's that's something that I think like we wanted to try and um, express with our first season of Hung Up without actually out and out saying it was like we would go to a room where there's a bunch of like let's say visual art on. Yeah. And yes, like talk about it in a sort of reviewy sense. Although yeah. we have like off the mic always like avoided the idea of reviews um which is kind of why we picked like something like a review to read on this Mm. um but uh you know what what we're trying to sort of say with our actions in that first season was like um see how like it's see see all the possibilities that can come of this and that's just from these two guys like with their own, you know, ideas and, you know, like backgrounds and mm. obsessions and dislikes. Yeah. You know, that's just with us, like, um, yeah. you know, everything else, like, uh, or anyone else that visits, like, mm. will bring even more or, or, you know, something else to it. I think there's something, like, before you were talking about, you know, you, you've gotten quite, like, liberal with your, if someone asks you, like, is this art, is this music? Mm. And, like, the first guy that sprung to my mind was like John Cage. Yeah, totally. Of course. Yeah. And I had like a nice like Cajun moment the other day. Absolutely like a cliche. Like it's like the fucking, I live by uh, the train station and like, yeah. trains are going by all the time. Mm. I know what I was doing. I think I was just like sitting on the bench outside <clears throat> in the morning before work yeah. and just like doing nothing, mm-hmm. drinking a coffee or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, I was kind of attending to the sounds of the world, mm. which is like, you know, Cage's bread and butter. Cool. It's like, you know, music never stops kind of thing. Sure. Um, kind of composing in my own mind for a moment. Mm. And I thought like um, his writing or like his idea, mm. which is tied to this dude's fucking work, like selling air or mm. selling nothing mm. or selling something out of nothing, mm. had like uh, basically given me the tools like by conceptualizing my reality in that way mm. had given me like this tool set to in a real sense, like not in a sense that the average person would sure. comprehend, yeah, but yeah, like sure. to basically be a composer of the world in that mm. moment with like my brain as yep. the fucking, I don't know, like both the, what do you call it? Both, like the, the instrument and the yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. receiver yeah. or like perceiver. Yeah. You were the, it's yeah. In that sense, you could say you were the, composer and the audience yeah. and like and also like in a sense the instrument too that's, yes. that's cool yeah i mean like yeah i i obviously like completely agree like just, I, well just I, to finish sorry on that yeah. point when you were talking about like uh the season of hung up that we just did mm. it was almost all taking place in material reality yes. we were responding to like paintings or like more traditional art yeah and just to give like another like i don't know a tick of approval to this work that we're kind of talking about or yeah. talking beside now mm. this nothing work mm. um you know it's it's unlimited mm. in the sense of like you know this fucking entire city is mm. my like conceptual sure. canvas with no yeah. limits cool no yeah. art gallery limits yeah. no canvas limits sure it's it's like endless yeah it's like everything yeah that's that's a it's a like a beautiful like and sort of like let's say like uh, um, I mean, it's, it's not, a you know, I, I think like we've been exposed to these ideas, like, um, in a very like fertile mm. sort of like a part of our youth, maybe, mm. or like, maybe we, we were like a little bit predisposed to this, uh, like, but I, I, I don't think that it's something that only few people are like coded to be able no to No way, think. dude. It's like, people, what, we, it's what, like what we're saying degree. is like, it's, it's like what I would this. say about people singing is like, you know, if yeah. you, if you have the right teacher, like anyone can learn to sing well, you know, yes. just with enough practice, like, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I like, I, I feel the same thing. And we, you know, we talk a lot about yeah. this idea. Mm. Um, that was, that was John Cage's big, um, like, uh, famous, like one hit, like that was his top yeah. uh, fucking hit in, <laughs> yes. the, in the art world. Yes. Um, let's, let's also like mention that he was a composer too. And sure. like did make, um, you know, he wrote music like too. And like he had, he had sure. some interesting pieces like too, yeah, yeah, yeah. which, which do investigate interesting things like with, with a musician, but yeah, that, that, that one piece, the silent work, he yeah. called it. Um, or the silent piece was a um, an absolute like a breakout. Not only in the like what sort of settled on the like the sort of music philosophy scene, but also like the greater art scene. Like since then, at the time it was like like totally scandalous. But yeah, like, yes. it's um um it's like sort of settled out to be this like really important thing. Like you know yeah. maybe just for you and I, but like not even just for you and I. Like like you know. I feel like every stuff. fucking person with an arts degree. Yeah, anyone, and, with, anyone with any fucking sense <laughs> in the art world, yeah. you better like John Cage or else I'm coming for you. Dude, I'll jump out of your iPhone and fucking come for you. I'd be interested to see what the YouTube comments are on like one of his, you know, because he has like each each performance is like a, a version. It's like yeah. kind of an artwork. It's yeah. the, you know, he performs like 4.33, four minutes and yeah. 33 seconds of silence. Yeah. And, you know, now you have like pretty like upper middle class... Yeah. Um, 
uh, like audiences, like in nice dresses and suits and shit, yes. like sitting there listening to nothing and then like applauding and fucking, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely true. loving it. That's true. Yeah. The YouTube comments, I think are going to be, um, like amazing to read. I need to uh, plug this shit in, huh? Yeah, you do. All right. Aiden's going to get a fucking, oh, do the second search result that comes up is explained. Yes. I love that. Almost to explained. And now a performance of John Cage's 433. Please welcome our soloist, William Marx. <laughs> oh, this guy does a stopwatch. Oh yeah, it's kind of a funny take. Seven million views. Yeah, the first ones are like, uh, <laughs> like funny. Like I don't always listen to John Cage, but when I do, neither do my neighbors. Uh, man, I can't get this tune out of head, out of my head for yeah. days. What shall I do? I mean, yeah, like it's all comedy. <laughs> my tinnitus, bonjour. <laughs> Uh, no one is like this is dumb yet. Yeah, everyone likes it. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I have this. Like I this? have this suspicion yeah. that that YouTube comments get sorted up positive comments first, like because yeah. I have like stopped seeing negative comments Damn, on YouTube, and I love checking out the the comment section is like. One of the last, like, like at least it felt like one yeah. of those Wild West places. Sure. You know, because you can yeah, fucking yeah, type yeah. anything in that yeah, box. True. Like, it, takes, it actually takes a lot to get censored. True. Uh, or, like, your comment deleted or whatever. Like, yeah. you can report, I think. But, fuck, I think all you can do right now is dislike. So, yeah, I think if the comment, comments are, like, super negative, they just get, like, filtered out by the fucking machine. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Nice piano. Yeah, it's a fucking $100,000 piano. You see, in this performance of it yeah. the whole crowd is like so on board they're yes. like they're like thank what a banger fuck yes. yes but they're all sitting like perfectly silent like yeah. they're all competing to be quiet which yeah. is kind of funny i mean I, I believe that the the, the piece is still like john cage's piece is still playing out in this performance like don't yes. get me wrong no i 100 percent. and there's kind of a suggestion and it's like part of the complexity and what's interesting about this work yeah uh, is that it becomes like the sound of the room, right? Yep. And some people say that, like it's just uh, two brackets around what I was talking about earlier, mm -hmm. sitting on my bench and, and like composing the world. Yeah. Is kind of like if I set a four minute 33 timer, I am doing this piece and yep. every version of that piece is kind of a uni unique instance of it. Yeah. Based on where, you're, where you are and like who you're with. Sure. It just has no intentional like music in it for that time. Well, yeah. I yeah. Guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the it was sort of it was sort of asking us also to believe that like something about intentionality like the the brackets like are the music to yes. like yeah like that is music yeah. you know so like this performer is really loving the the stopwatch aspect of it like I believe in the original one they like I mean they definitely didn't have beeps on their stopwatches so yeah. you would just looked at a, a wristwatch you know. <laughs> They're all hung up listeners. <laughs> There's Encore. something about this though that I want to think. Like the like ratio is pretty good. It's like yeah. sixty-six thousand to eleven thousand. Yeah. So it's not. It's like a piece of potentially very like 
annoying performance art that has somehow like hit a positive nerve with yeah. the culture yeah where they true. kind of get it true and yeah. appreciate it in this yeah way. true annoying performance art is such a good category yeah yeah that's like a whole category that's like all of performance art more or less well yeah it's i don't know i've really seen some, boring. i've seen some fun ones it's mostly deeply boring it's 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 a lot of so much of it has to do with like a patient audience like you know what i mean like like even this one, you couldn't take your fucking screaming kid to that show. Like no. it would like in quotes ruin the work. Like <laughs> dude, like the fucking like doesn't matter what John Cage yeah. thinks. Like it's the smartest, coolest, fucking hippest yeah. composer ever. Like yeah. there's a fucking tw- yeah. like what like I don't know how old they get when they they're screaming, but like let's say a six year old who's like having a fucking meltdown. You yeah. like have ruined the composition. <laughs> True. Not now, Jaden. Like, Not now, Jaden. Someone uh, took their kid to like event cinemas, Burwood. Yeah. So like they left a review, and uh, <laughs> someone else was like, "Why the fuck did they let kids in? They ruined my movie. I want a refund." <laughs> like, I guess that's fair enough. There's like babes in arms shows, like for that reason. Yeah, sure. You're not meant to bring a baby to the movies. Yeah. Right. I agree. You can't just do yeah. that. It's like they ask us to put our phones off yes. so that they won't ring. And like yeah. a child is so much more disruptive. Do you think there's like some part of... Crotch like, spawn. Is there some like woke, like breastfeeding part of the... Like you breastfeed everywhere community that like thinks that babies should be allowed in cinemas? Or is that like a universal... Yeah, I definitely like, sense like a kind of like... Like a duffy subculture, babies like babies. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I definitely think there's a contingent, like yeah. especially like north, like coast. You know, like just yeah, keep heading north in the car. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Wow, we're really fucking. We're not, we're not pulling any punches on this new season, guys. Like, just fucking watch yourself, babies. If you're yeah. a fucking problematic artist, we're coming for you. Baby, listening to this. If you're a baby listening to this, Shut you're fuck fucking. Up. Dumb, dude. <laughs> That's so dumb. That was like, <laughs> that was like fucking cute little baby at the Vietnamese restaurant I went to for oh, yeah. lunch, like behind the counter. Yeah, and it was kind of sad. She had like her little iPhone, or like her normal size iPhone, her mom's iPhone, like propped up. So like big, extra big, yeah, size massive the iPhone. Had, yeah, and then her hand was just like digging into this like really cute like barbie pencil case yeah like just endlessly just ah, like fidgeting just like well it wasn't yeah. a fidget it was a very like it was like a comfort paw oh, it was like a cat yeah. huh. you know like well, like this yeah and then she would just kind of look at us with this like yeah deep intense <laughs> wow kind of, i don't know cool. i mean it was kind of sad and yeah weird and yeah like, kids look sometimes kids are okay i have to admit there's i this think head, kids are beautiful there's this i mean yeah like i'm i'm sort of playing crotchety if, yeah, if, if you sure, don't mind sure there is this kid that like um i think his like parents like run the um hairdresser shop at the corner of my street yeah. and like he's got like a day in there every week where he's just like like in the window like they've got a little bench set up for him like chi- you know child size bench and sure. he's just on his ipad and then there's like you know colored crayons and like pens like strewn around the bench and he's like fucking stoked to be there and yeah. then he's kind of like also like you know he's sort of absorbing this like screen very intently but then like totally ig- ignorant to the world mm. passing by and mm. then you can literally stop and look at him and, and like he won't even look up at you but he's like a picture in his own right you know yeah, like, yeah that's cool it's this funny little moment that just keeps recovering on my street <laughs> yeah i was thinking about like the, this kid in the shop like when i guess the parents don't have a sitter and you got to go to the business and that's how you spend your sunday like in the fucking vietnamese restaurant or whatever but like i was thinking of like yeah i mean i guess i felt bad for that kid you know mm. like you shouldn't be here on the weekend um 
but you know it is capitalism oh, or whatever yeah the kid the kid the kid's mum and dad like run the shop yeah exactly I see. now yeah. i get and it. the kid that's like they're getting babysat behind yeah, the sure. counter it's yeah a sure. family business thing yeah and I, and I was thinking about like i don't know kids in the culture mm. and like you know does she have a bad like she's watching tv yeah and then like you don't have to go back too far where like yeah kids were fucking working <laughs> yeah like not quite yeah, at that totally, age she yeah. was like four but at like yeah 10. i think like th- that line between living in the shop and working like has sort of moved in one direction since like yeah. especially in the west anyway like you know yeah. these kind of economically developed countries like i'm thinking about like you know even like jamie oliver he was like i'm 14 and i work in the in the pub yeah, you know sure. like, yeah, let's true, say true. and then like um you know someone like a little bit older than him like my mum and dad's age they would have like definitely had to hang out at the shop yes, you know like true or i mean there was also this thing about like they were like just get out of the fucking house like i'm tired of looking at your face like go and play on the railroad tracks kind of thing you know like yeah totally you know that was something that parents today like just would not do mm. yeah i mean how do you feel about the like the baby ipad thing like are we doomed I, when I look at them, I feel a little bit of a sense of doom. Like the yeah. attention span thing uh, is going to be like uh, probably kill us before global warming ever could. Yeah, <laughs> That's maybe. what I think. Like, yeah, yeah. What do you think? Well, it's funny because there's like when the image in my mind is I saw it like two year old in a stroller with like a clipped on like iPhone playing videos <laughs> whilst it was like walking around. And that feels a little bit like fucking putting Coke in the, in the baby bottle. Like yeah. that seems a little totally. bit crazy yeah. to me. But uh, yeah. I don't know, uh, it's kind of interesting idea, like it's going around now of like, yeah, attention and like ADD, like attentional deficit stuff. Mm-hmm. And the the way, I don't know, like how much the brain has changed, like or how much it can change in response mm-hmm. to like, you know, even me, who's like relatively focused, mm. like probably I was like thinking about if you had a camera on me whilst I work or mm. whatever, how many like unconscious or like subconscious like phone pickups and tab switches I would yeah. be doing. Yeah. And I'm sure it's fucking loads. Sure. And uh, and I guess for some of us, it's like even more. Yeah. But I wonder whether it's a problem like that our att- like we can't focus for a long time mm. or in like another way of taking it, like maybe we are trying to like, this is the new way of like being in the world like at we do like these little bursts of attention yeah and like one like slight detour it's not as bad as people like to think because mm-hmm. like you know people do say oh i went to the pub or i went to dinner and people were on their phone all the time mm-hmm. or like even on the train i see plenty of people like not on their phone like yeah. at a restaurant like there's yeah. a Vietnamese restaurant today and like no one was on their phone yeah it's like a big family like a dude by himself a couple us, yeah. no one had their phone like so people sure. can totally mm-hmm. do it yeah but i wonder whether like some of the th- the things that are coming up is like school and work are boring mm. and the the way that they are structured mm. is not you know about what would be the best for the person or even the yeah. best for the human's brain yeah it's just like some old fucking like ford shit about yes. like a working yes. week totally, and like yeah. maybe my sister like is like talking about having add because you know school, school is, fucking is fucking boring boring and stupid yeah, and, and maybe, maybe like, the same for yeah work. that's like, actually a cool way of, you know sort of I mean? looking at it is yeah. that like this this like attention span as like uh like a natural capability of humans yeah and like also kind of like a resource that can be like um ex- you know expended yes. and like like depleted sometimes mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cool. I, I, like, I think we should like, that is a cooler question to be asking ourselves is like, um, you know, fucking, okay. I'm a fucking unemployed guitarist, but yeah. I'm saying like, you know, could, couldn't we restructure industries to like yeah. have like, yeah. a, you know, that in mind? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like I, I used to definitely be of the opinion that like, no, we should like, you know, 
Like mm. we should do away with our fucking attention sucking devices and yeah, stuff. And yeah. like, okay, right now I'm having like a really fun, like, um, like, like relationship slash dislike with my laptop where I like obsessed about YouTube, like niche things and stuff. And then mm. like, I love it. And it's like a beautiful, like some kind of anti-cinema that I'm like fucking really relishing. But then yeah. at the, on the other hand, I'm like, fuck, it's been five hours. And all I've done is like yeah. watch two different, like yeah. engine part rebuilds, sure. you know, like, so yeah, I'm sort of struggling with that. But like, I guess what I'm saying is that like, my opinion is not very black and white anymore about like what to do about intention, attention span sure. stuff. Yeah. You no, know, no, no, for sure. And then yeah. like on the, on the other side, it's like, yeah, maybe our fucking, the way our attention is, isn't all bad. Sure. And then maybe the other part of it is like, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we should probably do some intentional work on our focus. Like if people mm. are like, I can't concentrate, I have ADD. I yeah. wonder it's like, is concentration a skill? Yes, like it is. I think people would totally say it's is. a skill. Yeah, and there's this dude Cal Cal Newport who writes about all this shit. He's like a big guy in that okay. fucking. He's got a thing about deep work, and his uh-huh. deep work is like basically going into a forest and like thinking for hours at a time. Cool. But I'm like, how many people have done that ever? My mate does that. Yeah, yeah. like someone yeah. does that, My but mate like Glenn does that like every really? now and then. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's fucking. That's cool. really it's cool. Righteous, but yeah. like, yeah, as like a that's yeah. probably like you know one in a hundred or one in a thousand, yeah. right? That do that with any regularity, like train yeah. their sure. focusing skill. Sure. Yeah. Maybe you get it like accidentally by working or something. You're forced to focus for long periods. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, there you go. We've kind of like justified both like killing and also like remaining in work. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Let's move along. Sure. Um, What's this? I just bought art. Yeah. You bought something. Yeah, I bought something. Yeah, let's uh, let's review the uh, um, hung up permanent collection today. Sure. Yeah. So um, the first thing that came into our possession was um, a really lovely little um, fried egg guy from EJ Sons. Like really fun and like fucking cool work that we saw at Pari, uh, Pari a little while ago. It was one <laughs> of our early episodes, I think. Mm. And yeah, EJ like um like fucking like came to I think it was one of my events to Concrete Dreams um with like yeah one of the uh, works that we really liked so I was uh, actually didn't really get to do a, a shout out but like thanks EJ yeah. for that and then more recently we went to um, Albemarle Street I think it was twenty six Albemarle yeah. in Newtown a cool little gallery there to see the Myanmar exhibition uh-huh. and um, what did you get. I got this uh, print by Richie Tat. It's called Bitch Better Have My Democracy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> your roommate framed it really nicely for me. And yeah. it's hanging up. We can see it right now. Yeah. And, Shout uh, out to roommate Sam. Yeah. And I think it's really cool. It's like, not, you know, aside from the print, it's like, I think not that many of us buy art. Yeah. Like, it, or whatever. It's not like a big part of the culture mm. to like buy art. That, mm. Like everyone has it. But mm. like, I've always said like, um, when you get to have like a piece with you, like in your home, mm. like it gets to do all these like beautiful kind of like massaging and like working on you. Yeah, totally. Um, you yeah, know, that is just impossible in a gallery. Totally. Yeah, it's it's really got like a, a lifetime in yeah. in a in a house. Like yeah. I was. This is sort of related. Like I was watching something about. Um, like handmade pianos mm. and um you know some of those like the piano that that guy uh quote played <laughs> the um 
a John Cage piece yeah. on. Like that's like a fucking like I don't know like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar thing. Yeah. Um, and one of these like pro piano makers was saying on YouTube like the first half of a piano's life is so much more valuable than the second half of its mm. life. And like, that just gave me this really cool, like immediate flash of insight to like, um, just how the materials like bear the sort of like normal wear of time, but also like how long and like, and you know, I, I don't really care that much about it, but like yeah. the piano is really like a work of art. If it's made by a single person, you know, sure. or a little small team, it's like this yeah. really beautiful, unique object. And uh -huh. just like thinking about these things in terms of like decades and like mm. lifetimes mm -hmm. is really interesting. Cause one thing that we, we don't really talk about well, we haven't really touched on that much in this show anyway. I don't really know if this is part of the general discourse, but like how like most of the objects that you can make art out of are like, mm are like sort of as a default, like quite permanent, you know, like you print your photos on stuff called archival paper, which yeah. is supposed to like, you know, it'll like yeah. sit in your fucking room and have the same colors like 30 years later, if you like look after it. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, there's obviously works about impermanence, you know, yes. there's like heaps of stuff with that, but yeah. we don't really sort of talk that much about, you know, like for example, like this fucking laptop on my lap, like yeah. it's, it's not, you know, we wouldn't say it was like an artist made it, but yeah. you know, like, dude, this fucking thing will be exactly the same shape 10,000 years from now. Like mm. maybe the battery will blow up, but yeah. you just keep it in a box. It'll, it's good forever. Like, you know, yeah. all these things are so permanent. And I think like, it's, it's just so fun to have like the, uh, the physical, like, you know, play of this, of this yeah. thing in your house, yeah. in your life, like all the time. For sure. I got it. I am um, actually, um, I, I guess this counts as the uh, permanent collection yeah. too. I bought a photograph from, uh, Zani, his name's Zani on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and he's also like a fucking mad producer. That was the yeah. first um, sort of hat I saw him wear. And yeah. then uh, he had some photos, like really fucking cool street photography at an mm. art show at Mothership. And mm. um, yeah, I've, I've got one of those photos now on the staircase. And every time I come down the stairs, I'm surprised by it. Yeah, you yeah, know, like, I, like every single time I'm like, oh yeah, yeah I fucking yeah, yeah, got yeah, that. It's yeah. so cool. And yeah, I think like one for one thing, like, you know, it's so hard as young people to find the budget to like do this stuff. Yeah. But Drink wow, SBS, like, people. dude, it's like, <laughs> it's so, so like worth, what would that oh, be? Yeah. Two pouches or something? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And now I've already gotten like 40 pouches worth of enjoyment yes, out yeah. of it. I don't know how you could uh, weigh yeah. those two things up on a scale, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, like you, you see what I'm saying, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of like, there's so many powerful ways this can go. And like this kind of artwork that I'm talking about, the Richie Tet one is this yeah. kind of, it's a really like, I don't know, it's a very kind of powerful, it's this warring image of like a goddess figure kind of like stamping on and about to stab this kind of like ghoulish, froggy, like... Uh, like despotic yeah, tyrant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, kind of, it's like quite a political image and I guess like in some ways it's maybe like a confronting image, but it's making me think about like, I don't know, like your interior design and the objects you have mm. and like, you know, one thing that happens to me whenever I go to an art gallery is like, you're doing something which is you're attending maybe more closely to forms than mm. you would, you know, in your uh, you know everyday life sure. when you're on the train or That's whatever. That's true, yeah. And so, like, by bringing this kind of thing that is decorative but is also, like, conceptual and, and political and, you know, it's tied to its own meanings for mm. you, that image is tied to a person which mm. is kind of tied to, like, a certain part of your life or... You know, and same for me with this image. And, mm. you know, this one is tied to this kind of country that's currently going through conflict. Mm. And so it kind of like, I don't know, suffuses like the table that I work at with this sort of, I don't know, like uh, kind of, I don't know. It makes you kind of like 
forcibly aware of certain things mm. and uh i don't know it's 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 a very powerful thing and like if you to me like if you when i'm at my best like mm. it's it's not always like of course your house becomes messy and it gets filled with things that aren't <laughs> yep. very powerful to you mm. but in a way this like space that you spend like most of your time in mm. um like the things that you choose to put on the wall mm. is at least conceptually mm. like a very powerful and important decision it's like yep. the same as like what you put in the fridge or yep. like the fucking light you have or totally. the shoes or, yeah or whatever yeah there's a whole kind of like uh world here of like you know what the home means and yeah there's this kind of classic refrain that like you know someone will say is at an art gallery mm. um was like you know i would have that at home or i wouldn't yep. have that at home and that's like one of the great like binary kind of like safe conclusions that people feel comfortable making in an art gallery so true yeah would you would you buy this if you had the money yeah exactly yeah would you buy this with your money yeah totally very cool yeah would you buy it if you had the money like that's like a value question and then like would you bring it in your space and live with it yeah and i guess that's that's such a such an interesting divide yeah i guess yeah and one of the interesting things about like that image that i have which is kind of a you know it's got this glaring red and it's got all these kind of like in your face politics i suppose yeah um it's this funny thing about like there's a art art in, in a gallery that is more or less, um, like, you know, safely consumable. Mm. Like, let's even think about scale. Like, you've got some massive abstract works yeah, on your wall. Sure, yeah. And most people just, like, that would be too confrontational or it would yeah. be impractical. Yeah. And then, you know, I've, I've heard of artists, like, as they, you know, they're like, oh, I make these, like, small paintings. Mm. And, you know, one of the benefits of making small paintings is, like, they're easy to ship, mm. they're easy to hang. Easy there was to sell. A, easy to sell. There was a big show on recently. Uh in Sydney that was like all these artists, I mm. forget what it was called, but they just all like made postcard sized oh, yeah. paintings or whatever. Yeah. And they were all a hundred. Was that bucks. through first draft? No, I don't think it was through first draft. Oh, okay. It was so some, like other some thing. kind of mail in thing at the moment. That sounds cool. But yeah. yeah, I mean I was kind of turned off by the idea of the postcard sized images. Okay. I like thumbed through like a couple hundred of them like on the website and yeah. none of them looked that good uh-huh. for starters. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> um, like none of them jumped out at me. Yeah. But then I think there was something about the scale that felt like to me, like even if it was a hundred bucks and I got like some sick Aussie artist. Yeah. It would, I thought it would like just look like a postcard, uh-huh. you know, like the postcards you get at the end of the gallery for like yeah. two bucks. Sure. Yeah. I was like, it won't be an artwork. Cause it's like, whereas if I was at a gallery and I saw a postcard site, like one work that happened to be postcard sized, mm. to me, that could potentially be worth it. Mm-hmm. But this idea that there was like all these artists that had been made to conform to this postcard style. Mm. Or maybe it was just that there were so many. There was literally yeah. like a thousand of them. Yeah. The value had somehow been sapped yeah. away from me. Yeah. Like I was like, no, I'm not going to spend a hundred bucks on this. Like, yeah. It seems dumb. Yeah. I don't know why. Interesting. So I've got these two like big, I would say for share house standards, big works. Fucking massive. By my friend Matthew Gorgula in my house. And it's like, um, you know, these two like... I, I've been meaning to measure them just to know. Yeah. Um, but they're probably it's like, like the size one, of a fucking wall. Yeah, it's like they're probably like 1.8 to like 2 and something meters yeah. like square each. They're big yeah. motherfuckers. You gotta get like, you can't fit them in a normal car kind of thing. Yes. And yeah, he did a really like cool install of them and they're just there now. Like, please let me keep them matte, Jesus. Yes. And I love them. They're like, they're, there's nothing else that I could have done with those walls, yes. really. Like, yeah. like I've been saying, they're flat. So vertical surfaces yeah. like yeah. I'm like I'm like hey guys I'm gonna do some serious art theory for you now it's like walls are flat and vertical like, yeah. I'm teasing myself but like anyway I think like it's it's been a really fun um, work to live with um, mm-hmm. 
they're 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 big, but they're also very simple um, compositions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in their detail of of the like the the construction material, whatever you would mm. call it, like mm. what the canvas is is mm. is also like very detailed, and it's like in, in that it's got. Um, different panels and like some panels are the same sort of paint but they're different materials between yeah. them and yeah. like some some like panels join up to the border of where the paint is yeah. and like it's a really clever work and it's and it's had such a good life I yes. think in this house that for sure. you know it's like not one person has come in and like rolled their eyes yeah. at it for one like I was gonna whatever ask that, that like because like, in a sense like yes because they are these are like black and white very mm. minimal mm. or like almost like geometric yeah. uh, paintings yeah and like just to say something about the scale comparing mm. them to the postcards there's like a certain like innate value to big things mm-hmm. you know like all yep. those fucking abstract expressionist yep. guys doing the massive things yep. people tend to revere them more mm-hmm. or like in the ag there's those classical massive battlescapes mm. and they're framed with these like brilliant ornate like brass and gold frames mm. and there's something very simple for a human you know, in terms of like size and value, it's yeah. like the giant chicken schnitzel. Yeah. It's 20 bucks and yeah. I get this much yeah. chicken. Like, <laughs> from Marrickville Road, is that what you're talking to? <laughs> I don't know, just <laughs> yeah. from fucking wherever. But yeah. like, there's a very like simple human, like size good thing. Yeah. Sure, um, sure. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But then, like, that aside, which mm. I think is an interesting piece of it, he's also doing like the opposite of the small paint. Like, you're saying these things are hard to move and probably very hard to sell. Yeah. And like, sure. expensive to make mm. just because there's more of it, or maybe not yeah. so expensive, but yeah. like if they were just a pure canvas, like yeah. making. So, like, you know, there's interesting, um, like, just economic constraints on artists. Yeah. Which, you know, all these constraints are kind of in every work. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, uh, but, but I wanted to ask, like, when people come in, like, yeah. yeah, sure, they might not roll their eyes, but is like the way for you, mm. the artwork, like, like Millie saw that for the first time today, mm-hmm. that painting, the, the Richie one, and was like, oh, oh yeah. shit, cool, like, mm. whatever, or yesterday. Mm-hmm. And like, for me, it's already starting to fade. Mm-hmm. Like, no, not in a bad way, but it's kind of like, I've already, you know, I'm used to it. It will, it will fade. Yeah, it, it will fade. Yeah, and it's part of its life. Yes, for sure. But uh, is there anyone that like comes into your house and is kind of like, startled by the the scale or the intensity of those paintings i mean like if they are there they tend to be artists i think like a lot of people see them and um don't really comment and then like a lot of artists are like that's cool yes um and i think i've gotten the most pleasure out of them like in the way that they work with these spaces like especially the one in the entrance it's like i I did hang up a mirror there recently which is kind of a nice little like domestic like yeah you know, you want to check yourself out. Mm-hmm. Is my do I have like fucking rat poo in my hair before I go outside? Sure. Not that my house is ratty, <laughs> um, or whatever. You know? <laughs> um, but like, it's it looks like you know, it kind of looks like a gallery space. It's like clean walls yes, and stuff. Yes. The other one, like, um, you know, the funny thing about that house is anyway, it's like to be to be fair to the architecture, it's like uh, uh, I mean, even to be fair to the architecture, it's like a crap room for like it's a crap living room. Like yes. we're sitting in your. Um, like living room here and it's like there's you know there's a sofa and there's place there's sort of place to chill out you could yes. fit two more sofas in yes. here if you wanted yes but this one it's like you know there's not really much chilling space it's in there so like it, a the work doesn't a moving through the house exactly. it's almost exactly. like a hallway yeah exactly yeah. it's like an anti-room or something yeah. Yeah. and I noticed the other funny thing okay this is becoming an architecture podcast real quick <laughs> but the other funny thing is it's got three entrances oh, yeah. which is like so much of the wall space is used up for entrances yeah, and one of them is a fucking big set of stairs that you can't do fuck all with yeah anyway true, so true, true. yeah it's a, it's a really tough room for us but yes. that's why i think like the the hallway one is is more fun because it's like this this like actual like 
sort of place of like flowing movement all the time. Like no one actually is going to hang out in the hallway unless I have a party, which is uh, on the cards totally. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Um, that, that, that one, I really love how that um, work goes there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's cool. And it's, it's really cool just to like loop back before we run out of time on this work that we kind of started this episode off with, which is this like work of nothing. Yeah. And like you kind of already have that work mm. <laughs> if it's just an, sure. whatever amount of unbracketed air. Sure. You yeah. just don't it's own it. You yeah. just don't have the you fucking... Pay you didn't pay you fucking... Did, yeah. What's his name? Yeah, you, you don't get to fucking it. tell... You didn't, yeah, Gustavo doesn't have your money Gustavo. and you don't get to tell your dinner guest that yeah. you own it. Yeah. And like probably uh, the only person that will buy that will be someone who wants to flex and be like, I spent 30k on nothing. Sure. Which is like yeah. a big part of that yeah. high-end art world. Yeah. Maybe let's be generous and say someone that likes his other works and wants to Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, Um, but yeah, it's it's a really interesting, just overall discussion. I think of or or an overall exploration of these two, uh, like you know, all the way back to fucking. I think therefore I am like Descartes, Mm. like Mm. this separation between mind and body, or Mm. material and immaterial, Mm. like. Once we started talking about the material works that we have in love, we started to have to come back down to earth. Like we had to start thinking about like, you know, the limitations of our space and like size. But when we were talking about the conceptual work, Mm. we were kind of freed from our bodily reality in the clouds. Yeah. The separation of post and story. Yes. (laughs) True. (laughs) Cool. Uh, well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up then. Let's do it. We're hungup.au on Instagram. Um, my name's Matt. Aiden. And uh, yeah, thanks for checking us out. Season two, baby. Season two. It's going to be more like this, I think. I reckon. It's going to be a bit more casual. Yeah. Some of it's going to be on the sofa. Yeah. And uh, we're always just... in blankets because we're going to be recording through winter. <laughs> yeah. We're swaddled in a nice, thick. Um, <laughs> what's that? It's like a good for your back. What's that kind of like an ergonomic, like yoga blanket? Right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I think this is, it seems like a way more civilized way to do it. We got a couple of teams um, still. Not, not enough people will give us props for doing the work of going out with a, a microphone. So 